0: the popcorn brothers i'm eli i'm isaac and we're here to talk to you about movies we have the best of the week every single week and we bring it to you live live for us not i guess live for you too if you just listen to it but think of that take that how you will uh was let's move on (laughs) let's move on how was your week isaac
1: it's been fine it's good (laughs) what are you drinking this is I'm the first segment of the podcast. Some wine. <laughs> some wine. Why don't you
0: just tell us are I'm you're having through?
1: black box Pinot Grigio. Uh, okay. It's terrible. It's not terrible if you like it. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Well, well, the thing was, okay, like last summer, the only thing I would drink was white wine. Okay. And especially Pinot Grigio. I love Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Then it got cold outside. And when it's cold outside, you're supposed to drink red wine. Who decided People. Somebody. <laughs> the shadow. Anyways, well, and it's also like of- it's cold outside. I don't want to drink a chilled white wine. So I started drinking red wine. Because it's better warm? Is that what you're saying? Red wine you don't really you don't, you chill. don't usually yeah. chill it or okay, refrigerate I knew that. it. And white wine or like rose, you do. So then I started drinking red wine. And now it's sort of like white wine is the like baby steps. And then you get into red wine. And at first I was like, I don't really like red wine, but then I just forced myself to drink it a ton. And then I'm like, now i'm like i can't go back to the swine that is white wine Wow, (laughs) it's fine (laughs) that's such a strong opinion On i'm just well this don't they both have their place i get yeah they do because if i'm sitting out on somebody's deck in the summertime (laughs) and it's 100 degrees outside i don't want to drink warm red wine yeah it sounds it sounds awful the way you describe meanwhile i just need somebody to tell me a really good cheap white wine tweet at us good cheap Please. white wine it has to be Isaac good though yeah. i'm really struggling currently. we um we don't it's always ask people and to tweet need... at us
0: we want mentions literally <laughs> at us no dms we want to know the good cheap white wine for the podcast all right so this week or rosé
1: rosé is okay okay we'll see okay, okay. Go ahead. you can Sorry. tweet you can tweet more about it if you would I like don't to don't need to it's <laughs> fine
0: all right uh this week we have a This week at the movies, we went and saw Hereditary. We will be starting with that and discussing horror movies. This is the second big horror movie of this year, I would say. The first being um, A Quiet Place.
1: Oh, I really... I don't ever even. I never it really considered. A horror movie. I mean, it does. Well, it was but advertised really as a horror movie, that. so the
0: people that were going were planning to see a horror movie, even though it wasn't that scary. It's well, it's I knew from
1: the beginning that it was more thrillery, and it really was. But yeah, whatever. I mean,
0: the line there is gray, anyways, between horror and thriller. A lot of them, a lot of times, the two are in, inter- intermingled. And that time, yeah, but
1: thrillers to me shy away from too much gore and blood and like that sort of thing, which a quiet place really does do, also. Yeah, I mean there was there was some of that still. There was though. a little, not yeah. a lot though. So
0: some, a l- maybe a little. Horror. I also
1: feel like it's rated PG thirteen. A h- real live horror movie is hard to make rated PG thirteen.
0: Yeah, I would say that's true for the most part. Most of the things that they classify as horror movies end up being rated R. I don't even I'm, know. I'm if hard pressed to think of one that I. That's PG thirteen um clubhouse
1: detectives that is not a horror (laughs) movie
0: (laughs) everyone google clubhouse detectives if you're listening to this it was that'll come up it'll come up someday all right um yeah and then we have a trailer watch this week we have the trailer for um oh i had it i had it pulled up and now I, i put it down widows um, I don't know what that is, but it stars Viola Davis. Is. I'm excited. Oh, okay. Viola, Viola, Viola. Well, that's the <laughs> instrument. <laughs> I know, and I never thought of that before <laughs> until you just said it. Well, I, I, okay. I don't know who that is. I'm gonna be honest.
1: She's from *Hannibal* with *Murder*. Oh, I love yeah. That show.
0: Okay, yeah. So Isaac, Isaac will have a strong opinion.
1: I'm sure on *Widows*. Here, is this gonna be about I'm murder? Nervous. Is it gonna be about murder? It's called no. *Widows*. No, mm. people will have died. Mm at some point. I'm thinking murder. I already know what it's about kind of. Oh, okay. So, we're watching the trailer even though you have insider information. Mm, inside information is a big I would say that was really strong because most of the trailers we pick, I have a little bit of inside information about them.
0: You are breaking the pact between us as then we watch every trailer trailers but live.
1: Then, but every trailer that we would do then has to be some random movie that will not come out at the movies. Nobody will ever go see it. Half It'll only be released at Netflix or like during th- the trailers anyways. Not at the movies? Yeah. No. Okay. okay. I do like to go at the last okay. possible minute, but <laughs> if I'm going during the trailers, I usually go when like the last commercials that are coming up right before the trailer starts. Mm-hmm. If I go during the trailers, it's because it's a trailer I've already seen. I, know that i've already seen it so i run out and go and come back like fallout mission impossible fallout yes i've seen that trailer (laughs) so many times i like i could probably recite it almost all right
0: and then a continuation in our june pride lgbt pride month series we'll be reviewing milk not the original documentary the the blockbuster with sean penn titled milk about harvey milk yes milk okay i'm done with that (laughs) i'm sure everyone else is done with it too whoever's listening to this i'm sorry okay um yeah so isaac anything else you want to say before we uh jump in here the, the 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 movies this week no i think we're good let's go all right let's play a sound and go so we saw hereditary this week at the movies we had reviewed this is a continuation of our movies that we reviewed the oh, trailer for is initially. Is this the first one that's happened? No, I don't think. I don't so. think this is the first one. Um, I can't remember. If we did it before. A Quiet Place. We definitely did a Quiet Place. Oh yeah,
1: that's true too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, did we?
0: I yeah, I swear we did. I don't know. I, can't I swear remember we did. Now. Okay, because I feel like I made a joke. <laughs> like this is the people to the office. I feel like I made that joke on this podcast.
1: I maybe you made it during the actual episode. It's Jim. It's Jim Halpert.
0: I know. I think I did. That's why I'm saying that's my oh. I but not during a, the trailer. I could have done that during the movie review.
1: The first First trailer we ever did, I do remember, was Jurassic World: Fallen yeah, Kingdom, hasn't come which out hasn't yet. come out yet. So we beat it to it because we definitely did Hereditary, and then we saw Hereditary. I'm gonna go through, but the list I think in a we minute. did another. I think there was one that we already did.
0: Mm, okay, maybe, but. This is the second time. I would I would have to guess that this is the second time.
1: Yeah, I think it is, too.
0: All right, Isaac. So, give the people what they want. Let's not spoil it, right? I don't think we should spoil this. No, and also, this one is... <laughs>
1: you can you can do things without spoiling a lot on yes, this one. You can talk about a lot of it. I, um, I agree.
0: It saves a lot of it for the final act of the movie. Like, a lot yeah, of it, it builds up and is all over the place, so...
1: Well, but there is something that happens that I wouldn't spoil either pretty early on because the commercials don't exactly spoil it. Mm. That's um true. anyways if you're looking oh, at yeah, this, very the easiest true. thing to do is look up our file on G on <laughs> Google Documents because oh, yeah. it will have that stuff. I on actually it. have that up trying to click it I'm trying to look through our SoundCloud things. to like try and find these. Like I
0: write these hilarious descriptions. If you haven't, you should start reading the descriptions for. This is week. why
1: I fill out the Excel file. Isaac it's has the done best Annihilation thing. number one. Oh yeah, that did happen. So we But saw I that. didn't see that one. Did Slenderman ever come out? We never saw Slenderman. This is why we don't let you pick the trailers because you pick random things that don't ever get hereditary was yeah guys. week
0: number nine on the chasing amy episode oh, yeah <laughs>
1: that's pretty good what a what a around chasing amy to this that's, that doesn't make any sense oh okay fine um but this is the first one that we've both seen that we reviewed on here anyways yeah. so hereditary it is a horror movie tony collette stars as this lady whose mom died and then yeah. There are ghosts, and she's starting to go crazy, and lots of stuff is happening. I feel like that's so vague. It's a horror movie. It is a little vague. I don't want to give any spoilers away. More so,
0: well, it starts out, you said you said the mama died, right, at the beginning, the grandmother? The grandma died, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it starts out at a funeral, and there's a grandmother, and there's a a family of four... Uh, a husband, a wife who seem kind of distant and the mom works on... This family on, is like weird. The, the mom weird works on people. little miniatures. She's like an artist. Yeah, she's an artist that makes really realistic tiny miniature versions of things. And that's I think that's important. to. It's part of the weirdness. It's a very like... what's well, a strange thing because the daughter also makes like little models kind of like trying a, to be her she mom. Kind of is but artsy. hers are freaky and
1: strange
0: and she draws
1: but well, she makes everything look I have, like... Uh, I don't know. I felt like a lot of the the movie was kind of... Like, that didn't really have any... I mean, it had a point to it, just that it was weird. I just think but it added problem, a little bit to the tension.
0: Everything. I feel like a lot of elements in this movie worked really well to add to that sense of dread, like an anxious tension.
1: Yeah, it does. Because the movie doesn't ever really let up there no. either. Yeah. But also, it feels like late, like looking back on it afterwards, that a lot of those didn't really have much to do with it. So then I feel like I, it was kind of... Okay, uh, yeah. Before like, getting
0: too far, I do, I do really like the movie, but I think the big punch at the end was a little weaker than it could have been because a lot of the elements that we're talking about a lot of the what what happens or what they focus on or things they try to bring in don't really wrap up very well into what ends up being yeah i can yeah, yeah yeah, i can you know see, I, mean? I can see
1: that also it's just so hard because we've been so conditioned i think to see horror movies as you need to have jump scares and you need to yeah, have which this did
0: have it had it had enough for me I mean, okay. there were only
1: one or two to me. I mean, most of it wasn't jump scares. It was like, well, yeah. I Every guess time couple that couple happened, my brain was like, <laughs> oh,
0: no, like, just like.
1: But it seemed like a real throwback to like old school, probably like, which I haven't seen most of these movies, but I know how horror movies used to be. So we're talking like. Old exorcist? exorcist. Yeah. We're talking Rosemary's Which Baby. We're talking. Those like are good examples like because
0: I feel that this one follows in the suit of like kind of having the like mental illness like insanity balance with like the supernatural like are they actually which this movie might do that better than any movie i've ever seen like the balance between like at the beginning it's hard to tell she goes to the meetup for her grandmother and she's like i've lost someone and like she goes through her family history and talks about how people were schizophrenic or suffered from this or that and she's like i feel weird and it seems like from then on you could argue that like you have no idea because there's so often it'll jump between dreams and
1: reality like what is actually there's a lot that's going on yeah. and that really elevates it that's why it's kind of an elevated horror movie which my big complaint about a lot of horror movies is that is that there's nothing to elevate the material yeah. it's either just you've been here and you're at the movies for 90 minutes and like sure stuff jumps out at you and sure it's scary then but then when you actually look back on the film later or you're thinking about the film later you're like well what really made that movie great is there yeah. anything that makes it that great but this movie is it's not my favorite movie that's ever been made. It's probably not even like my favorite horror movie or anything like that, but we can talk about some really great stuff. I think it had some great elements to it. The story yeah. was it seemed or more original. There are a lot of as as original as sort of a horror movie can be. Yeah, and honestly, Tony Collette was incredible. Oh, yeah. So was the um, the, the boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I mean, we could easily be looking job. at some Like, I think if they launched the right campaign, you could see a best actress and a best supporting actor nod for those two actors because they really did a great job and there's really material there because like you were saying, it's not just about this kind of supernatural haunting of them. It's about their emotions and they're dealing with, you know, death and Yeah, and all of this is set up so
0: well in the beginning of the movie. The first half of this movie is probably one of my favorite first halves of any horror movie ever. It's done so well. And And you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the ending becomes like... It's almost like you solve the puzzle before you know what... like before you can see the solution you kind of already like saw what's kind of going know to where happen. It's gonna go yeah, it's like yeah. the puzzle pieces connect too soon and so the end is a little bit weak but the first half yeah it's a ride it's crazy and it's oh, very yeah, well sure. done yeah and there's like cool changes in
1: the music like a variety of music the that music happens. was really interesting yeah. i did notice that while we were watching it yeah
0: i also um i was talking to a friend about this movie who'd also seen it and they pointed out that the sun in class they're talking about greek tragedies and there's mm-hmm. a lot of parallels in this to Greek oh, tragedy yeah. and i don't know anything about greek tragedy so i couldn't speak <laughs> to that but i told her like that's a really good point and i'm gonna say it there so. is some
1: of that stuff that is definitely going on too and in that way that's why i can appreciate a movie that really or you know we dismiss and the i think the um upper echelons sort of of quote-unquote filmmaking has echelons. Whatever. <laughs> Echelons. Ecleans. Did I say that? <laughs> God. I don't Jeez. Know what you said. Keep going. <laughs> I can't say that anymore then. Um, sort of <laughs> the world of quote unquote film and cinema has really rejected horror for a long time because yeah. it's never, doesn't a lot of the time elevate itself. But I think that. Yeah we've seen at least with this person and kind of some other people recently who are trying to show that horror can really do interesting things and it can make a really great movie that has messages and things to say, even though it's a horror movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, before we go any further, I would like to say that, if you're not really into horror, don't go see this movie because you will, the end of this movie will not make you comfortable. It's it's, I would say it's on the, on like the weirdness scale. The end of this movie is one of the weirder movies that I actually watched. I
1: mean, if you're not, if you're not into film, (laughs) I would say that you probably will not stay
0: far away from this. And
1: it's kind of funny because I was just reading earlier today. The, this movie made more money than the, they were expecting it to, or than sort of the estimates. Almost double what the was like they estimated for it to do, which I kind of figured that it would. It had a pretty decent marketing campaign. The trailer was perfect too, but beyond perfect. Cinema score. So basically, which is sort of like when they poll the audience when they're leaving. Yeah, D minus. D minus. (laughs) I'm not surprised, really. Wait, is it because? the ending you think just because
0: it did not oh. yeah it just like it like it but like warmed up for this giant punch in the gut and then it like whiffed kind of well i
1: don't know to me i don't know what you would have expected out of a horror movie like do you not i don't want to spoil yeah. what happens well, but do I you just, not sort of expect things like that to happen yeah,
0: you do in general but i think there are movies that end up doing things in creative and unique ways but and Tom this movie could have so done depressing. that. Well, I mean, <laughs> you said this on the way out. You were like, "This seems just like blank horror movie that I'd seen before," and it kind oh, of did. Yeah. At the end of it, like the way they went about doing it, took so much unique setup and and then the ending does thematic elements unique. for a horror movie, and then they
1: just like crammed
0: them all into what seemed like an ending that could have been. For a really well, lackluster or movie. an
1: ending that I feel like I've seen before too.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, not the not the very end of the movie. I'd never seen that before personally.
1: Mm, I mean, I can literally we some... will we'll turn this off and I'll literally give you two movies that, that are that sort of same thing? basically the same thing.
0: Wait, which two? Well, not exactly, but. I mean, it's, it's, but it's, it's pretty that weird same idea. leading up to it. I feel like it's uh. right before that very last thing. Okay, well, that's fair. Maybe I just haven't seen the horror movies, which is interesting. No, you have. I, okay, but maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm sort of confusing
1: things, it. but it's also not unheard of in, in my sort of
0: thought process. Yeah, well, there is one good long shot at the end where they... Uh, uh, I can't. Okay, I can't. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about? That shot is really like... It was like... I was like, oh, that's powerful. Like, I could... This is yeah. like... This is good, but... Which,
1: also is interesting because there was a different movie that sort of had that which is basically a long shot focused on one character's face for a long time Mm -hmm. and it's just so you get it's uncomfortable but you're also like you're so fascinated by it because you're sometimes you're watching this person's facial reactions. Just, you can't look at
0: someone's face in real life for that long. It just like, doesn't, especially when you don't know. So like, you're just,
1: yeah, Yeah. you're locked in. Like, like call me by your name, literally ran the credits over just the actor's face. Like he was staring into a fire and he's looking Mm. and that's it. And it's just crazy. It's very different for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like, that's literally, that reminds me of Inglorious Bastards when they're burning the theater down <laughs> and her face is playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's
1: kind of like that. I was trying to say something else about this movie with a camera. Oh, it also, I liked how the camera work got weirder and weirder sort of as the movie went on. Oh, yeah. And there were some, like, towards the end when everything getting real, like, kind of crazy, there yep. was some interesting camera work that was going on that's that true. I felt like I hadn't noticed before. And then I was like, oh. I
0: noticed, I feel like I noticed it early. And I wanted to say this because... Without spoiling too much, in the beginning, you don't see a lot of, like, supernatural stuff happening. Like, it's not, like, obvious, like, literally planted in front of you on screen. Like, there's something supernatural occurring. Yeah. I feel like the camera work on purpose was pointed towards making it giving it like a supernatural vibe even though nothing yeah. supernatural was occurring on screen that you knew of like nothing super obvious i feel like it did a good job of adding to the mood in the well, way that they did
1: certain things and the movie and the camera really let what's happening and it didn't shake the whole time the mo- i'm well, so glad yeah. the, movie, the camera didn't well shake that's what i'm about to say movie. is like that sometimes there were shots that are they last a long time yeah like the camera will pan and it's still the same shot there's no like it doesn't cut in between two different yeah, it shots reminded me of it follows it did a lot of the similar yes there's a lot stuff. of long right. shots and a lot of like moving shots and tracking shots and that's really different because it's just seems so different from most horror movies yeah. which are cut 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 between this and that really quickly
0: yeah and I put this in the field of like it follows horror movies which are the ones that try something it's different. cerebral it's like thought provoking none of those movies in my opinion I'm gonna go ahead and say it that I I rate this movie um, go see it if you like horror movies because it's awesome but none and of those terrifying in terrifying none of those movies that i like so much and try and change it up ever really hit the mark in horror for some reason or not recently that i've seen you know what i mean like yeah. it follows it was the same way at the end you were like yeah you know that no, was okay. totally yeah
1: <laughs> i just think it's hard because horror just operates on its own different level with its own different complete set of rules well, that it's just, it's just hard to do. You
0: work so hard to build up this tension. And if you can do that really well, it's almost like there's, you have to end it at some point. It's almost like there's no resolution of that tension that will ever actually, I think that's kind an of an what it is. Well, yeah. And it's, like you have to, you would have to do something where you left them with that tension. Well, you know what I mean? Because
1: yes. And that is also because to me, <laughs> most horror movies end badly they you're not going to end positively for your character yeah so it's hard to end a movie on a resolution that feels uh satisfying when when the reality is most of your people are probably going to be dead (laughs) yeah yeah it's true that's speaking to horror in general.
0: That's fair. And I give this movie like a. I want to give it like a 7.5 out of 10 because they yeah, really does drop, drop it down to there. Yeah. So I was
1: satisfied with a lot of it kind of disappointed because I thought it wasn't going to f- devolve into some things that I felt like I had seen before. So that was a little disappointing. Yeah. But I do give it credit for original story. Great acting. Some Interesting shots yeah i can think of of
0: one specific scene that sums up the movie best to me at the end i'm not going to say what the scene was but it's in the resolution of the whole thing where there's no music playing but a lot of the members of the audience including me busted out laughing because it became like (laughs) it became so heavily (laughs) troped in a way that like i couldn't i couldn't deal with it not everybody i I didn't think they were ever gonna do it the way they did and then they did it so and people oh. it was also people were so uncomfortable <laughs> that they couldn't help but laugh. yeah and I'm, I'm sure this happens in more showings than ours like it, was you, it, was, it was funny because it was it just like it broke, and you're also it, broke laughing it too though It because you're it.
1: also laughing because other people are laughing and you're there yeah. with the other people so yeah. it's it's just funny yeah
0: yeah but definitely for any horror buff or anyone with a you know <laughs> not a soft stomach Penchant for torture yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty wicked so yeah i guess that's it for this yeah, week at the movies yeah we didn't see anything else this coming week we will actually be splitting into two movies though and i'm pretty interested because i don't know if i'm gonna go see the movie you're gonna go see
1: eli's determined i think the ocean no eight isaac has planned to go see it without me
0: i want you to know everyone let it be heard that we plan to go see movies. Together. I said you could come. I leave other people in the dust to go see movies oh with gosh. you. And then Isaac behind my back says, Oh, in less than 24 <laughs> hours, I'm going to go see a movie. Like, thanks. <laughs> okay, Isaac. But yeah, so next week might be a little more interesting. We'll probably have to split. We won't get to talk about as much about what we'll one movie, see. But we'll see. You're yeah, going to go. So. see. This so, I probably will go see that, but there's, I don't know. I really want to see another then one. Then Go see that. I do. I, I probably will. It's probably going to. Okay, we'll move on. So, Every week, you hear this sick sound. And we watch a trailer. So, we have Widows here. We've already introduced it a little bit. This is the... Well...
1: Viola Viola. Davis. <laughs> Why can't we not Davis? pronounce things? I was going to
0: say voila this time, which is like <laughs> even worse. That's way worse than Viola. Viola Davis. Um, so,
1: and this is Steve McQueen's uh And Steve McQueen had movie, previously done... 12 Years a Slave. There you go.
0: Okay, so we will be watching this trailer. If you're driving, don't stop driving. Just enjoy this little tune. And we will come back and oh, have good feedback about the trailer for you and if you're not driving go to movie clips trailers on youtube and pull up the widow's trailer number one and we'll be back in one second
1: uh we're back
0: so we just watched the trailer for widows i've already closed it and that may or may not have anything to do with my feelings on the trailer but also i accidentally pulled up the trailer for the darkest minds which is God. the worst trailer on the face of the planet that movie looks terrible but back to the uh show here oh, wait are
1: you sure you're talking about darkest minds or were you talking about widows
0: i'm talking about <laughs> darkest minds worst trailer of the year it wins. an. A, I'm going to name my own award. I'm going to
1: have my own award and make a bunch of them. They have can, awards for movie trailers. Did you know that? No. There's I like a didn't. whole award ceremony. Whoa,
0: that's, we should have an episode on that. That's, <laughs> oh, that's worth it. That's worth it. Okay. All right. So, Widows. We just watched this trailer. Isaac, you complain about my descriptions. Describe this trailer.
1: Um, So, there are these ladies and their husbands are robbers and then their husbands get killed. So, now they're going to rob some people from something truth that's about what we saw i guess and we
0: saw that it has a stellar cast there are a of lot of people, people in from it. so many other yeah, good we could things. literally
1: sit here for a long time and list them all yes um but, but we're not gonna do that
0: the main lady from suicide squad is viola davis viola davis we already said that and i guess um no one else seemed too central there are a lot of people but it
1: seems like i mean whoever that blonde lady is which i actually don't recognize her yeah you're um, right you're right and I think Liam the Neeson's other two. husband or wife. No, that was. I oh, think really? I Davis is Liam Neeson's wife. Oh, okay. There's a blonde girl, a white blonde girl. Yeah. Then there's the girl from Fast and Furious. Oh, you're right. And Lost. Yep. Oh, what's her name? I can't think of it. I always want to call her the girl from Lost. I know what her name is in Lost, so I just want to call <laughs> Anna her that. And Lucia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to call her that all the time, Lost, but that's not her show. name. Yeah. And then there is one other lady, which I'm pretty sure I know her name, but I can't pull it off the top of my head. She's not a movie actress most of the time. I'm pretty sure she came from Broadway. Oh. Um. So, and she doesn't have a lot of time in the trailer or just see a couple of them. Yeah. There's supposed to be four of them. Um, anyways, what did you think about the trailer? I was disappointed. Um, yeah,
0: bit. I think this looks like a waste of a really good expensive cast on like what yeah, is totally. a generic action movie that well, doesn't seem like I, it throws. I, it seems like it's going to try and bring in elements like some sort of like social themes, more yes it wants like it wants to be more but then a lot of it made it seem like it was going to be like suicide squad to me that was the first thing maybe because she was in that but like i fear i fear that it's not going to be put together well enough even though the people (sighs) writing it and directing it clearly have i know that's what that's why i'm thinking
1: and honestly when i've heard when i heard kind of like the log line for this movie i was like really it sounds weak yeah but then when i heard who was doing it we're talking steve mcqueen and jillian flynn and you know viola davis is in it. i'm like viola davis doesn't just do anything yeah. she like picks her parts basically so when i hear that i'm like i was always kind of conflicted i was like maybe this is going to be good or at the same time i was like that girl from lost and fast and furious is in this so i'm like maybe it's going to be terrible that's true that's so i was really like dicey about it that's a good metaphor that, for the potential quality of the movie you have like People on Viola one end, and then two on Anna another. Lucia. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it could be anywhere in between. So I'm almost thinking, let's maybe, like maybe it will be better than we think because maybe the studio put together this trailer because they're afraid that if it was If it, the movie looked more dramatic than actually, people wouldn't go see it.
0: There was not actually that much action in the trailer. No, I I don't think so. I would be willing to gamble that you're probably right that there's much more to it than we're seeing here. And this might be just the initial get you in the door trailer. Sure. Just like it is for Jurassic world this time around or yeah. whatever that they're not revealing a bunch of it now. And on purpose be, because cause it's they, in November, you were talking yeah. about how it's in November, which is like uh you said it might get drowned. And why is
1: that? Well, to me, so you have summer movie season, which yeah. runs from May to August. Mm-hmm. And if you, that's when you release your big blockbusters, your big moneymakers, like that's what you want to do at the same time, October to December is also that sort of area because it's during the holidays. So you also release pretty big blockbusters during there because they can make a a lot of money, but that's also the period that you release your Oscar bait because it's the closest time to when nominations start, and you want when to be nominations remembered are due, and you
0: also want people to go see them. You movie. want to
1: be remembered, but I said, "May like it's hard because there's always a couple movies that are scheduled to come out then, and yeah. they either want to be Oscar bait or they want to be box office bait, and they get swallowed up because they just disappear in between everything else that's going on." Yeah, so it's a very it's a very risky time period to release, but you know maybe it'll be okay. Yeah,
0: so um. I would be willing to go see this movie not excited at this point. I give it. It's a middle also counter programming
1: like it seems like counter programming mm. because it doesn't seem like a family fair. No. it doesn't really scream Oscar bait either no. other than the names that are attached to it. Viola Davis is a several time Academy Award nominee. so it, uh, Steve McQueen won the directing Oscar. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, it seems like counter-programming, as in maybe you say, let's play this to adults who want to go have an adult movie, you know, night at the movies, that they're not going to take their kids. You think this is bait. You're they do me this is bait. I'm just saying that it could be like a backdoor. Like, they could be like, hey, this is just an action movie, but be like, actually, surprise, there's people who are really good actors and good performances and good stuff in it. Well, so, my, we'll see. Well,
0: my sideways thumb will i'm on really the hanging trailer. on yeah. that too
1: okay like i'll probably go see it but i don't i don't know where it's gonna go i don't have a lot of faith It seems like
0: okay all right that's a wrap on that everyone go check out widows if you'd not get the chance to watch the trailer already we are now moving on into our primary feature here the continuation of our current june series for pride month and we are watching milk Yes,
1: we watched. Yes, we did. We're not currently doing that.
0: <laughs> I just watched it today. I fell asleep the first time I tried to watch it.
1: If well, I know that, that you like not, to watch movies late at I night. I do. That so. does not have to do anything with its quality. It's
0: just the beginning of this movie is very relaxing. I'm not even gonna lie.
1: Yeah. Um. Where do you want to start here? I production. I and don't know. Themes. Okay, so production <laughs> of this movie. I want to yes. start out with why I picked this movie. Yes. I picked this movie because. To me, Pride Month, also, as much as Pride Month is also about being out and being proud of who you are and, you know, showing that y- you represent and that you're here and that's important, you also cannot ignore the historical aspect of it. Yes. So in this month, we also like to honor members of our community who have done a lot to put us where we are today and who have battled for the rights that we have and that sort of thing and to me you have to have at least i wanted at least one movie that also celebrated that aspect of it yes and to me this movie is probably the most high profile film that focuses on that and also uh, it's a really good one too i mean and uh, one of the well most well-known movies and most well-known figures in the history of yeah absolutely absolutely the queer community
0: yes and it represents the beginning of major political a lot of it yeah definitely yes
1: yes there are absolutely kind of two i would say i would say that as far as i know which again i'm certainly no historian on this you have the stonewall riots which occurred in new york city and then you have harvey milk and what harvey milk did out in san francisco for the castro and for the gay community there is there a stonewall riots movie i don't think so that's the thing that's really i can't strange. even i've heard about that like
0: i hear people mention that there might so often. be
1: and but also you have such a to me to like be really there honest has to
0: at least be a documentary like what i saw probably at the end of this is, movie was this movie is actually based on and or that is true. uses footage possibly from
1: a documentary from a documentary about, about harvey milk yes, yes that is correct and Yeah, a lot of I feel like, and I've seen a lot of documentaries about that sort of thing. Yeah, but and but documentary is just such a different thing. I've done classes about documentaries. Harvey Milk. I haven't. Okay. Um, I like documentaries. Okay, they're not my favorite thing in the world, but also I have, I studied documentaries, so I have a high like judgment for documentaries if your documentary is not great i will put it down really quickly because a i studied took an entire documentary class that studied documentary film and b i had to make a documentary film in a different class so i have a hot like uh, so major pitfalls of documentaries here that typically go wrong since you
0: cast a lot of them down
1: well it's including the right information and i don't like to if I can see your bias in your documentary, I instantly am not a fan. And yeah, a it's propaganda, right? It's not. Yes, a documentary. documentaries are hard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie; they're very hard to do, and they're very hard to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of, but I. On the flip side, we have a lot of great documentaries that represent that talk about things that happened in our community and in our past and in our history. But it's just hard to pinpoint because there's cause there can be so much information. It's hard to just it's do, making a documentary. You pick a small subject. You don't pick a big subject. Yeah. Trying to make a documentary about the history of queer rights in impossible. America. Impossible. Making a documentary about Harvey milk's life. Much easier Possible. to do. <laughs> Anyways, I ended up picking this movie instead because I typically myself just prefer to watch I would say like a studio movie, a scripted movie than a documentary. Yeah. But there are lots of documentaries that are really excellent out there that provide a lot of great information about sort of the same subjects or the history that we're talking about. here. Yeah. Too.
0: I'll definitely be seeing the times of Harvey milk. I know based on yeah, how and, much I enjoyed this. And there's movie. also a
1: book called the mayor of Castro street, which That's the documentary it. is also based on, which I already requested it from the library. Cause I watched nice. this movie and I said, and I'll like clarify, I'll put this out there right now. I'm not an expert, so I can't tell you everything that happened in Harvey Milk's life. Me. So when I try to talk about this and I try to talk about how the movie portrays it, I can really only go off of what I've gotten from this movie and, you know, a couple Wikipedia articles here and there.
0: I only... I would
1: prefer to be able to talk about more, but I haven't gotten there yet.
0: I knew nothing about who Harvey Milk was until I watched this movie. I'm not even kidding. I oh, knew—I only vaguely knew the ending, and I'm not even sure I actually knew that it had happened like historically until I like was watching the movie and thought about how, what might happen in the movie. Yeah. So it's, it's baffling to me that I didn't know that information in a way.
1: And it's even worse that sometimes I feel bad because I don't know. I can't give you a lot of that information because I really don't know. It wasn't that long ago. And it's not. And that's such an important thing too, to really be able to tap into you know, your own history sort of, or a history that you feel like you're a part of. I think it's really important to learn those things. And like I said, I already re- requested that Harvey Milk biography because I don't know. Yeah. And I, I would like to know.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the same reason I want to watch the documentary. That this is based on because there's points in this movie where it cuts to actual footage. We just talked about or footage yes. from that, which I and think we some can of that is kind of seg- seg- my most, this. the parts that I was most interested or found most intriguing were like the historical elements at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like they acted portions are very good sometimes better than other times and you know it's fine but like I wanted to see more of that. Like when yeah. they were faking, like making like modern scenes of the actors look like old scenes. I was yeah. like, I wish they had <laughs> old scenes, but I, I realized now that they really couldn't with like actually having Harvey in the scene because it would be like a different person. Like well, people think- they didn't represent in the movie could be represented by the scenes from the actual footage, which makes sense. Yes. But well, I don't think, think they, I don't think they wanted to cross that. I think that we, we can kind of you.
1: You. Yeah. move into the actual film here and kind of talk about that. I okay. think that the point of a lot of the reason that they did that was they wanted to give you a documentary feel a feel and they wanted you to really Well, they
0: wanted to ground in history. They so wanted to they really talking
1: about tap real. into this authentic. Yeah story and for you to really feel like it yeah. almost was a documentary and that's what they kind of wanted you to do. It uses a lot of real life news clips. Yeah, it uses sort of that s- sort of style of filmmaking too in that it has certain scenes and then it's sort of a frame story. Yeah, it reminded
0: me a spotlights organization if yes, Spotlight's they wanted
1: you really to feel like it was legit. Yeah, legitimate and in a way not to make it feel too hollywood in a way i think that's what they were trying to do with a lot of I think that. that's fair so anyways let's talk let's get into the movie here so milk is a movie that was written by dustin lance black and is directed by goose van zandt um it tells the story of the openly gay san francisco city supervisor harvey milk who's the first openly gay elected official in the united states um, it sort of tells his rise to prominence through politics, local politics, really. We're talking about within San Francisco. Yeah. Um, sort of how he, I mean, it was his way.
0: like literally, like politics the yeah. way you imagine it was way back when it made sense.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. I, ultimately, I mean, he does sort of have a stage on the national political level too. Um, it sort of uh, because he s- begins to champions the civil rights of the queer community, and then ultimately ending in his assassination, which is not a spoiler because they tell you that right off of the bat basically in the movie. Do they in the beginning? Yeah, I guess I <laughs> fell asleep. I didn't rewatch the very beginning. I fell beginning. asleep 30 seconds into the movie.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, I fell asleep like 15 minutes into the movie and so I didn't rewatch the first minute. So it'd been a day. But yeah, I um I cried in this movie. Really? I don't cry in movies
1: very often. It gets often. me a little teary. Too. It's like
0: I did just the scene it's power- with the there candles. Powerful oh yeah! Stuff no, at movie, the end of it, sure. I was I felt horrible and so upset with <laughs> whatever his face. Ooh. Oh, the Josh Brolin yes. character. Yes. Yeah, Dan White. Gosh. We'll get there.
1: We'll get there. <sighs> but yes, I'm. A- I, I thought really- he was gonna come out of the closet, and then he was a murderer. <laughs> Well, see, I don't like to wait. I don't want to wait into Dan White himself because I yeah. think that that's a little iffy, like doing that. We don't really know as far as I can tell. We don't really know a lot of that. Yeah. So, but it is just so interesting. So let's like start. Let's, let's get into the movie. So that's most of the background of production. I will tell you that we didn't really say this about Brokeback Mountain, but Brokeback Mountain was nominated for a lot of Oscars, um, maybe the biggest... Oscar best picture robbery in the history <laughs> of the Oscars subjectively losing to course. crash yes, but fair. even nowadays people are like mm, yeah we should have done differently there um, Milk was nominated for a lot of Oscars uh, in 2008 Um winning specifically uh, Sean Penn did win best actor for portraying Harvey Milk here yeah and did an um, incredible job yeah I mean he was great sort of ro- um, some people were not pleased that he beat Mickey Rourke for the wrestler that year I haven't seen the rest. It was sort of a... I think Sean Penn's win was kind of a surprise a little bit. But I will say that people really thought Mickey Rourke was going to start his comeback with an Oscar win for that movie.
0: Emile Hirsch did a good job in this movie too. I like his character. I
1: thought that Josh Brolin... Did a good job, and yeah. really, I oh, was yeah. kind of surprised. James Franco, I just don't even know what's going on with I, James Franco. I can never tell. I just imagine, I
0: see James Franco. I don't see anyone acting in this movie. Like, it literally, like, to me, like... I, I have a hard I time. I, I That's
1: the same I thing couldn't that happens it. to me with James Franco. I actually didn't feel that way in this one. Oh, I really? don't feel that way. It just feels like so... Oh, we'll get into that character, but it seems so different from how I imagine... James Franco to really be that I'm that's like, true that's it's weird. definitely
0: outside of his normal wheelhouse but I didn't buy it I don't think I've ever bought anything James Franco has done except for maybe 127 hours because that was gnarly
1: yeah <laughs> well that could also be because maybe James Franco's not the greatest actor ever
0: yeah so. I think that's
1: <laughs> that's probably a fair point there who else
0: who else before we get off the acting here who else was in this um I'm trying to think of people that stood out as being really good or really bad um oh really bad the of uh, the foreign boyfriend that he gets oh, that's ignored yeah. mostly and which like,
1: i almost thought it was pedro pascal but i don't think it is
0: <laughs> that part of the movie was so weak to me would it well been stronger. i think i
1: think there's also a reason for a lot of that which we can kind of get into too okay um so we'll come back to but it. let's let's start kind of you got notes so again, again isaac has i'm trying to do I'm trying to go do right this yes it deserves to me it. is yes, a big this deal this one deserves so. it so much and please go through your notes um I'm gonna try not to bog us down on the plot because to me this movie it's a biopic but to me and to me biopics are so difficult to do I would never yeah. try to do that because you're giving trying to give again so much information you're trying to tell in a person's entire life story in a movie and it's in two so hours hard to do That's that hard to make,
0: do uh, let alone make one character seem three-dimensional and fully human then, and then like add you have to leave, you have to have other people and not make them seem flat or
1: uh, you know, absolutely but i think this movie does a good job first off i will tell you that deciding only to do harvey milk's life from basically when he turns 40 to when he is killed at 48 good idea 100 percent great decision um because the there the movie is very kind of straightforward it doesn't really ever feel too preachy i don't think um i don't think so either and it's not too talky and then at the same time by kind of providing you information through which we will say that this is a frame story kind of so a lot of times we're cut back to harvey milk sort of making a tape recording of his will and sort of his story he's sort of telling that and by using that device it can give you a lot of information very quickly so and then by using sort of the real life footage sort of from the news and things like that that way it gives you a lot of information quickly without feeling like it's talking at you because characters aren't doing it. It's not exposition. Yeah. So then in between it gives you actual scenes. So it really feels like you're getting, you really are getting so much information without it ever feeling like that.
0: It's a lot. There's a lot of real politicians and real people and real things that are really complicated that things that are quickly. going on. Yeah.
1: But it will just yeah clips through them really quickly. Um. But it does. I think there are points where it suffers Um. from the same struggles of many a biopics, which is that you're leaving things out in an attempt not to overfill it with too much stuff. Yeah. And then usually the problem is, is that people will always just say that that changes the character kind of, especially the main character you're leaving out certain parts, which is like what kind of you were saying. And one of the main criticisms of this film is that it leaves out more of Harvey's personal life. So some people say that you don't really well, get yeah, the part weakest of part who harvey is in his personal life because so much of it is spent on his career in politics what it that all it, leaves it told all me that about behind. his personal
0: life was that he was into politics so he couldn't take care of his personal life yeah. but like you didn't actually like i mean it just i just didn't seem like it handled it
1: that all that well no i don't think it did either at all yeah. but we'll get to those points when we sort of get there so the movie starts yeah. um and it begins with, like we said, some archival footage of police raiding gay bars and arresting patrons during the 50s and the 60s. Um, and then Diane Feinstein actually is the one of the supervisor who announces from right from the get go. It has footage of her announcing the assassination of Harvey Milk and George Muscone, who was the mayor, mayor of San Francisco. It flashes back to sort of we set up the frame story where Harvey is sort of telling his story into the microphone in case something should happen to him mm-hmm. um and then we start out in new york city on the eve of harvey's 40th birthday where he meets his um much younger lover scott yes um, in a subway yes and they they get and that's the guy that james franco plays is scott yes um in an afro <clears throat> yeah a real bad afro <laughs> <laughs> and some real bad facial hair <laughs> is involved there too um and at this point it's kind of interesting to note that harvey milk was pretty closeted he wasn't out at Oh, yeah, his they mentioned job. he was very closet he had never yeah. and later they tell you that he didn't really tell his family or anything like that either but he's really dissatisfied with his life so he and scott ultimately decide to move to san francisco which if you read wikipedia and i'm sure if i read the biography harvey milk had done a lot of moving before there which doesn't really imply that in this movie
0: not at all but it, it seemed like he'd been there forever yeah
1: ultimately they move to san francisco um and they start by opening a camera shop in the Castro. Yep, which the Castro is um, in Eureka Valley, which is a uh, working class neighborhood that's in the process of turning into what we know as is the Castro, which is a predominantly gay neighborhood. And it's like maybe yeah. one of the biggest gay neighborhoods in the United States that ever was. Yes. Um, and they they show you all of that. Yes, they show some of that, too. They show them opening never Met heard of store, the place, which um, i have but <laughs> i've seen other things that involve <laughs> san francisco and the gay community so um ultimately there is some opposition to their arrival because scott and harvey at this point like, it's kind of funny harvey moves away from new york and he's very like clean cut he's got his haircut by the time they went up in san francisco harvey's got like ponytail pony yeah. he's really looking pretty hippie he looks like he's going like, to bonnaroo all the oh, time oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like flower power or not child, bonnaroo, like, more so like uh
0: burning man. No, I wouldn't <laughs> even think burning man. I was thinking like, um,
1: oh, the one Woodstock. Uh, Woodstock. There there yes. You Thank you. Um, so they encounter it because the neighborhood is once Irish Catholic and it's sort of moving in that direction. There is some opposition still that one store owner comes out to them and tells them that yeah. they're going to run them out of town. Yes, but milk Harvey doesn't really like that. And so he sort of is going to, he decides that that's not right. So he's going to use his background as a businessman to get into local politics and sort of start becoming an activist. Mm -hmm. Um, He does encounter, we see that he encounters some resistance because there is a large gay population in San Francisco kind of already. Um, So there is sort of this establishment, like quote unquote, the gay establishment who have already been running newspapers? They're the already hierarchy in. of who's in charge. They're already yeah. kind of in with the businesses and kind of into politics. And they are they do have the um, best intentions at heart, but they also don't want to cause a stink. You know what I mean? They don't want to. They're trying to fly under the radar as opposed exactly, to and try to sort of kind of protect which Harvey way, starts to see as the problem, which. Again, I will even say that even now, to some extent, that is a very, and in a lot of, I think, minority communities, that is sort of a tension that is always going to be there. Because there are some people who think that the best way to is to like beat down doors and to go out there and make sure that people know who you are and make your power known. And there are other people who say that you can, who think that you can gain power by, sort of playing the game it's two completely different schools of thought yeah. which both have the same interest at the back of and it them. truly
0: only exists because there are literally psychos out there that hate people that are different right yes. i mean that's oh, why of playing Absolutely. the game exists
1: but so some people think you should sort of play the game and other people think that you should sort of throw the bird up and say screw the establishment and try to fight against it yeah there's i've seen that in plenty of different minority community so it's not like this is just a thing that's exclusive to this one but you know it's always going to be there there's always going to be that tension there um so uh at the same time sort of scott gets tired because milk harvey runs for uh local city supervisor at least two times and loses.
0: I think he loses three times. I think
1: he might lose three times too. I lose track of it because he keeps running and and keep losing over several different times. Um, ultimately he does win because they changed the rules. So previously the way that you were elected as a city supervisor is the, so many, the first, like the highest, so many vote getters were the ones who became supervisor. Then they changed it back to where the different neighborhoods essentially elected their own official from people who lived in that neighborhood. So that way even says it in the movie, the black people can elect a black supervisor. The Asians can elect an Asian supervisor. Mm -hmm. The gays can elect a gay, And that's how Harvey gets elected onto the uh, board of supervisors. Um, Page two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sorry so that makes him um the one of the first openly gay politicians in the united states by yes. being elected in a public office mm-hmm. um this is where sort of we meet dan white who is another city supervisor um he's very conservative very clean cut he comes from an i think a nearby sort of district um, Yeah, it's just
0: south of them and he was a police officer who became a firefighter yeah and became, he was
1: like a vietnam veteran and so he everyone liked him locally in yes, that district so, he, became, much so.
0: he didn't want to be i don't think a politician maybe but ended up being in that role because people supported him so much
1: yes and he becomes sort of at this point at first so for the first portion of the movie, it's sort of Harvey against the establishment and Harvey against San Francisco politics. But then moving into the second portion, it's kind of...
0: He gets his hair cut and then he's working with politics. Oh, yeah. To try I
1: mean, change. he does change. At first, first he thinks that the best tactic to get elected is to really be out there and to be very activist oriented and that sort of thing rebelling as opposed to yes because we've already said the gay establishment in san francisco kind of rejected him so eventually he gets a different campaign manager who kind of convinces him to clean up his image a little bit and really and to focus on positive things and so that he can you know actually i think a different city supervisor that he was running against gave him that advice that says you have to give people hope yes you have to give them some you have to be for something not just against everything yeah and so he sort of changes that and, uh, and does end up getting elected um so on the board of supervisors there is dan white the conservative who he and harvey clash sort of right away um and they start to film form this kind of funny relationship where it does seem like, um, so milk goes to the christening for Dan's son or daughter, son or daughter, his child. I don't know which one. Um, and so Dan asks for Harvey's help f- to, I think, kill, um, a, psychiatric hospital from opening in his district. And then Dan sort of implies that I'll help you Harvey with your gay rights ordinance, which Harvey is sort of championing. Um, and so ultimately what happens is, is Harvey kind of, I think caves to the pressure of some of the other politicians on the board of supervisors. Um, so he votes against, um, the, uh, he votes against white if essentially he burns white and white Dan is pissed off about it. Um, ultimately though, the gay rights ordinance passes with only Dan being the sole, uh, naysayer in that sense. Um, so Harvey has passed his, um, he's passed his ordinance. They're very excited, very happy. Um, meanwhile, at the same time, a lot of time is devoted to, Anita Bryant, who is a socially... She was a socially conservative. Um, I think she was famous. I think she was a singer. I don't really know. I don't know a lot about her. Yeah, she was on the Orange Juice commercials. Yes. She was very famous, and she was a hardcore conservative, and she was very much against um, the gay community and against gay rights in any capacity. Yes. Um, so she sort of started the whole thing because she, I think it was Miami-Dade County... Mm -hmm. passed a gay rights ordinance, sort of similar to what, um, San Francisco, I think it was a non-discrimination, uh, for
0: housing and jobs.
1: Yes. Which let me, my, like, I might add that we still don't have those in a lot of places. You can be fired for being gay and you can be thrown out of your living situation for being gay in a lot of places still currently just saying, just throwing that out there. Um, So she was leading this. um, Let me see. Yeah. Anita Bryant, her organization, save our children in Dade County to repeal a local gay rights ordinance. Um, At the same time, there was another one. Proposition six came up, which is an initiative on the California state ballot, um, which was sponsored by John Briggs, who was a conservative state legislator, which wanted to ban gays and lesbians and anyone who supported them from working in california's public schools so this even goes beyond i think
0: this or anyone who non discrimination yeah. yeah
1: i mean and i will say that there was some criticism that i read that said that like there were a lot of people who were against this i'm pretty sure ronald reagan came out against it they Jimmy Carter, harder with some point see i know they were like there was an article that i read or like a review that i read that was complaining because they acted like harvey milk was the only person that was against this. I was says, like, it straight up said that other I, people were like ronald Reagan is against this it's a huge privacy thing like yeah. it's not even just that you know or anyone who supports them oh my gosh like that's really beyond the pale sort of yeah um anyway so it kind of becomes into a fight against that it's milk versus Briggs. They debate each other a few times. And then that sort of becomes the big climactic battle here, which is whether prop six will pass in the state of California or not. Mm -hmm. Um, ultimately it comes to a head and prop six does lose. So, and that was sort of, I think, I think the point of including all that was that really forced Harvey to the forefront again, not only of San Francisco politics, but to national politics. Yeah. Because, Anita Bryant was taking her message across the entire country and there were all kinds of places who had passed sort of that same ordinance and then repealed it because Anita and because of voters, she sort of rallied the troops against it. Um, but proposition fails prop six fails uh, in California. But at the same time we have seen Dan Brown is really spiraling out of not, he's not in a good place. um I don't know if there were, I can't remember. It's hard. I've only seen this movie a few times actually, which is not a great, it's like hard to kind of do these movies when you've only seen them a couple of times. But um, he's definitely spiraling out. It looks like he's an alcoholic. Uh, again, like you had s- suggested, it is in the movie implied that Harvey does think that Dan might be a closeted homosexual. Uh, What I've read is kind of debatable on that. It doesn't really ever say ultimately though. So Dan is spiraling in He's in a bad place. He doesn't trust Harvey anymore. He's really mad at Harvey because he sees Harvey as his opposition at this point. Um, And so he on the super, he is unable to sort of exist on the supervisor salary or to provide for his family on the supervisor salary. So Dan resigns and Harvey and with some pressure from other supervisors it seems like Dan resigns but then changes his mind and he wants to come back and the mayor's going to let him come back but Harvey and a couple other supervisors say no you shouldn't do that like Dan already and it was because Dan I think wasn't working with them in any capacity and they didn't see him as helpful so obviously they don't want him to come back um so ultimately Dan is prevented from coming back to the board of supervisors by the mayor, George Moscone. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and so at this uh, sort of leading up to this between the proposition six stuff and Harvey being elected to the board of supervisors, he became a big deal. I mean, he was the representative of that neighborhood. People loved him, uh, sort of, they had the largest, I'm pretty sure it was like the largest, um sort of pride celebration while prop six was coming even in the city of san francisco so it was probably like the biggest one that had ever been done certainly within the united states Mm -hmm. um and so he's really like the threats against him are escalating we see at that parade that he's been threatened and his campaign manager is really afraid she's like you don't have to go out there if you don't want to and he says no i'm gonna do this like it's important So he's become a big deal and he's very popular. Um, and so ultimately what happens is, is that Dan sneaks into the, uh, he sneaks into city hall. Let me find the date that this happens on the morning of November 27th, 1978. He goes through a basement window, bypasses some metal detectors because at that point they did have metal detectors for, I think a couple of different reasons. Um, so he goes in to see the mayor. Um, And he says, you know, the mayor says, you can't have your seat back on the board of supervisors. So um, Dan shoots the mayor. And then he goes to meet Milk, which previously the mayor had told Milk, like Harvey, if he comes to you, if he tries to, like, get you like don't engage with him. Just get rid of him. Don't do anything. Yeah. Um, But ultimately, Harvey does, you know, Dan comes and says, hey, let's go talk in your office. Harvey goes with him. And then Harvey is killed um in the city hall as well um and that sort of leads to the end of the movie that's um so afterwards there's a candlelight vigil that's held um and then they sort of tell you what happened to a lot of the people who were involved in the movie sort of the side characters which i really didn't spend a lot of time talking about here in terms of the actual plot Um,
0: i mean it doesn't spend a lot of time talking about them either no it doesn't i mean
1: they're sort of presented as characters but i mean they don't have side plots there's no s- side plots yeah Emil hirsch's of character
0: is given the most time of day I he's think. given the most because and i will want tell to say you something with his character I, I well
1: i think that they were i think they showed how harvey would i think he was sort of the person that the youth looked up to no, I don't... I'm not. I mean, I did, clearly, because he was kind of Harvey's right-hand man, it's implied at some points. I think they were trying to show how Harvey could bring somebody into his circle, and just the way that he would make them feel, and the way that he gave them power, and the way that they would, in turn, support him and he would sort of bring them to he would Harvey would recruit them to his cause. Basically. I think that's what they were kind of showing there. Also he does. It shows at the end that he was a very prominent activist Mm -hmm. and he's actually the one who came up with the AIDS quilt that even tours to this day and is one of the biggest symbols sort of of activism, especially against HIV and AIDS within our community too. So he's a big deal even outside of the movie, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, so that was basically the plot. Yes, that was. <laughs> um, again, I will say that one of the big criticisms is that um, the movie kind of ignores Harvey's uh, sort of personal life. Um, we can see that. And I mean, it even when the Rick, the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia, Wikipedia. <laughs> articles that I read that um, Harvey had a lot of different relationships, sometimes that they didn't really go into. I mean, it doesn't even give you a lot of great stuff about Scott it introduces Scott and then Scott breaks up with Harvey because Harvey's too focused on the political stuff. Yeah. Scott is just the moody guy. Who's like, uh, and he, he still not have time hangs for around, me. Well, uh, but it's implied that they are still like really loving and that they might have still loved each other to some extent. Um, he's sort of around still through the rest of the movie, but not particularly involved. It does kind of explore his relationship, Harvey's relationship with Jack, which was clearly very, uh, intense yeah i would say there were a lot of emotions there ultimately jack does kill himself um in their apartment which is really sad but it's that's such an interesting part part because it's implied that harvey really cared for jack but jack didn't ever fit into sort of the plans harvey's political plans and I think Harvey's circle to some extent too, because yeah. his friends didn't saying, really, your friends don't like me, your friends. Yeah. Don't like, me. like friends I think there's like a lot me. of that stuff that was going on too. you. Um, but I think the film does a really good job telling you that story, telling it pretty, pretty uh, well, even though there's a lot that's going on within this two hour movie, two hour and so odd movie. Um, I've talked a lot. So no, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I just felt
0: like that character seemed so flat like it wasn't given enough life it almost it just seemed like the character was a means to the end of
1: the point of like what
0: happened with the character and not an actual person
1: yes and sort of showing that harvey was still too like what it was all about it didn't do anything new
0: for harvey's character it just like showed i guess because this i I mean it's a true story it's a real person well i think that this all happened oh yeah so and i think
1: that well i think that that does kind of show that there are times that you can tell that like harvey's like uh, like he it now harvey knows that he's sacrificing for his political career He's he like when it was Scott, he didn't feel like he was, and then then with Jack, he's like really realizing he's like I'm choosing this over Jack a yeah. lot, and then that really caused. I think it causes a lot of tension with him. The movie doesn't dwell on it too much, so yeah. it doesn't make a lot of it. But um, I think that is a weaker point. I think I would have liked to see more of that. And then I don't know. I can't tell you what Harvey was really like. Um, it is interesting that first we we see that during his sort of grassroots political campaigns in the early part that Harvey is a very, he's extremely liberal. It seems like he tempers that a little bit once he's elected to the board of supervisors and even says, you know, at one point he's advocating for legalized marijuana, but then he changes that later. Yeah. You know, he has his hair roll long first, then he cuts it. Um, and, he also, I wanted to point out that the movie doesn't spend a lot of time dealing with this. It gives you some subtle little hints to it, but he was an aggressive, sort of in-your-face political figure sometimes. Hmm. It is tempered a lot, like I said, by the time he's elected a city supervisor. But previously, I mean he even when times when there were times that they didn't he they didn't get kind of what he wanted, he would have the Emil Hirsch character go out and sort of start marches, stir it up a little it bit. It seems not quite, quite like a, it was not quite riotous. Was, yeah. Not quite riotous, but he was like, go and do that because then I'm going to come out here and I'm going to temper it and it's going to look yeah. really good for my campaign. So he was aggressive with his politics sometimes, but it seemed like the movie kind of shied away from that sometimes. Yeah, except
0: for the one scene where they did that exact thing really intensely, but that was towards the end, not in the early stages of his which I'm political. Sh-
1: which I'm sure also comes with the fact that as a sort of face of the city and face of the neighborhood, I'm sure that Harvey pulled back on a lot of that stuff too. I'm sure that's very true, but it does sort of, I can see where maybe if you know more about Harvey and about his personality that you would say that that was sort of softening his image too much. Um, and it's interesting to talk about that in the meta sense that if this movie is made for a general broad audience, a lot of the audience is going to be straight and they might be turned off by certain things that are, pretty common within the gay community. They're not going to talk about polyamorous relationships, which it's been said that Harvey milk was a part of some of those. It doesn't really talk about the fact that Harvey milk went to bathhouses. And if you know what happens at a bathhouse, that's not exactly they a do thing mention that the word bathhouse, they do say point. that, but there's uh, apparently there might have been a scene that was filmed that included that. And it was cut out. Um, it's also interesting to kind of note that this movie came out at a time in 2008 where we were really getting sort of to the, I think it came out right before the big, I don't remember, I don't know what it was called, but it was sort of the big gay marriage vote in California where gay marriage had been legalized and then they were going to take it away. And then they did ultimately, but, um, it came out right about that time. And so I think that some people sort of took a negative, some people, especially within, I would say probably within our community took a negative aspect of that because they were trying to sanitize it almost. I don't Mm want to like sort of downplay all of those things to, because the ultimate means was they wanted it to be sort of a, to spread beacon. the message
0: to as wide an audience as possible. They yes, had to which remove again, some
1: of that. which we already sort of talked about too. Or they decided it's, they didn't
0: have to, but they decided to.
1: Yes, they sort of tempered a lot of it because they didn't want it to be too in your face. They didn't want it to be too aggressive. They didn't want to turn people off with the movie as a whole, yes. which again goes back to that sort of tension that I've said where some people think that you should be in your face and out loud and very aggressive about some things and other people think you should play the game because... If people empathize with you, which I'm a, I am certainly agree with this. If people empathize, then they end up supporting. Which is even... I mean, Harvey even says that at one point, too. If everybody realizes that they know one of us, then they'll support us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the more powerful scenes in the movie.
1: Yeah. When he is sort of having that... They're at a low point within his sort of group. Yeah. The people that he's closest to within his yeah, campaign. So, he just and
0: goes out into... You know the community and encourages people like tell your family, tell your friends like if they don't know, they need to know tell because your, they'll your vote job. for us two yeah. to one if they know one that's of what us. He, that's what he says. Yeah, yeah. Which was I is a, of an interesting point and one of the more memorable things for me because I never would have thought about it in that way, but I think that's completely true.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's if it's I, something that's me, completely foreign
0: to that you don't think ever would affect 100%. you, it's so much easier just to write it off and be like a bigoted even if you don't think you're being bigoted just because it's foreign it's just it's like ignorance
1: yes and i totally and to me that speaks a lot because to me i agree with that and that empathy is one of the biggest human motivators if people can uh, if people can understand you then that's an easier way to spread your message and to get them to support maybe what you want is if they can empathize with you um yes did you have anything else kind of to talk about it i know that we our
0: time is mostly up i know it is um there we could we could talk about a lot more but if there's anything you would like to close with i felt like that was a pretty good closing statement unless there's something i felt like it was so
1: plot heavy you didn't like that oh
0: i mean the story i think But it is pretty, it's a pretty plot
1: driven movie, also, too.
0: If anyone who listens to this doesn't get to see it, I'm glad that we told them the parts of the story that we told them so that they know
1: it. And I mean, really going back to why I said that I picked this one was to give them a history and to provide an important aspect of the history of the game. It wasn't
0: chosen on its cinematography or its music, Um, which is really
1: good. I did uh, the the music was nominated for an Oscar, which I didn't really. I have a hard time sometimes noticing music. It just depends. What I noticed a lot was the film editing because I really was impressed by that. Because trying to cut it in between scenes and between this, you know, news footage and between sort of the frame story of Harvey talking into the microphone yeah, and really all fluid. of the things that go with editing those together, that's not an easy task at all. And yeah. trying to decide which shot should go here and which shot should go there and then which scenes sort of tell the narrative the best yeah. and tell the overall st- arc of the story that's a difficult task and i yeah. was really impressed by that the only I thing this, this i time.
0: thought about the editing that was self-loving was the scene that didn't fit where um Emil hirsch gets on the phone and then starts to call everyone and there's like little boxes of all the other people that he's calling and they're all like one like bright color
1: in oh the background. yeah. I didn't it's notice really that, like, but it's probably yeah, I totally It's kind of that. like a
0: weird like, I don't know. That was the only time I was it's like not this a is a perfect movie. Oh, okay, you well, know what I mean? But that like, was the only time I thought that. Everything else seemed yeah. really well done for what they were trying to do and how much they would change things and fluidly moving between what was going on and getting a bunch done. So, I can't. Um agree.
1: yeah, and then some really nice performances in there. I think that Sean Penn's performance is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the James Franco performance. I know that you kind of disagreed by that with that, but <laughs> And then the Josh Brolin, I do want to talk about Josh Brolin as Dan white a little bit, just because it's a character that so quickly could have become such a villain. Yeah. And even though, I mean, he is, it's, he he doesn't really get a whole lot of screen time, almost no more than any other supporting character. True. He is one of the biggest supporting characters, but, He doesn't have a lot of scenes, and so even in just those few scenes, I think Josh Brolin does a really oh he has a presence.
0: It's insane how impactful those few scenes with him are.
1: Like I remember them all so specifically, and providing you a lot of sympathy. I think for his character, yeah. By the time he's like wasted
0: and is talking to Harvey, you're just like, I feel bad, and I want this to work out, and something's gonna happen, and then no, he doesn't. The man loses his mind.
1: Yeah, I think and there, I think there is a lot of that. Um it's but I mean this certainly doesn't no, I'm not trying to defend what Dan White no. did at all. No, which no, ultimately defendable. if you know outside of the I think it tells you probably at the end that he was convicted for manslaughter. Yeah, two charges. He served 5 years out of his 7 years. Yeah. Um and then when he was out within 2 years he had committed, committed suicide, suicide back in San Francisco which um, is sort of a very dark end to that whole tale, but also there was riots that took place because after he was sentenced like, the one wanna... night riots is what they call them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, did they tell you all this stuff yes. then? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's good that they told you all that. That's important too. Um, And did they tell you about the Twinkie defense? Yes. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Apparently yeah. that was a big deal. It's so interesting to me too, because some of this stuff like have you ever thought about, I've never really thought about this, but like our parents were alive probably during yeah, some of it. Yeah. They were, they were young. really young. Probably. Well, yeah, I mean, they were, this, teens, they were born in the teens middle, to 60s, early twenties, but it's like, most. but it's like, are you the Twinkie defense? Like there are going to be movies later that are going to talk about history that we were a part of that. It's going to be so strange to watch because you were lived part of it. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be weird, I think. Soon. We're not really we're, there. We're
0: very quickly approaching that time. We probably going. are. Yeah, because yeah.
1: even now they're starting to do movies from but specifically in terms of like things that you might have been a part of or things that you might have lived through, it's like that's kind of weird to see.
0: That is weird. I wonder I wonder in what light people well, will try Well, I'll try. Tell and you, talk I mean, the
1: biggest things. thing, the biggest thing is certainly what that ha- occurred within our lifetime is 9/11 because yeah. that's one of the earliest hugest things that occurred that I can distinctly remember yeah it's a also lot weird parts about
0: it's also weird to have movies about stuff that was so recent in history though because you're still being affected by it oh yeah like once once enough time has passed it's a lot easier to put things into like a grander perspective mm-hmm. and like look at it with all the pieces because you have the pieces before and the pieces after and then the actual thing you want to talk about so it'll still be tough to try and talk about anything like that it's, it's not it's not been long enough like you haven't yeah. seen things play out on a scale where you can actually like objectively look at it and be like this is what happened based on the transition
1: of things from history to sort of film and the way that we preserve them and the way that we tell stories about them is just extremely interesting it is extremely interesting. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna be able to see that more i guess but
0: yeah because i don't know i don't know how what that period of time is like how long it takes until you can like really objectively look at things sometimes shorter, I guess. And sometimes longer, it depends on the event, but like something like, nine eleven, well, I mean, I don't even know if anyone will ever know, you know what I mean? Not to be a conspiracy theorist here, but
1: well, but I mean, I don't know. I just, I think that that window is shortening a lot because yeah, I, I think mean so too. people in the sixties and seventies, that wasn't like film wasn't as widespread as it was as it is now as it was then so certainly people weren't there weren't things that were occurring and then five years later people would make a movie about them yeah but now Now i mean that's a long time probably
0: yeah yeah you can go i mean if you talk to clint eastwood you can go straight from the event to acting in your movie about the event basically yeah and making a
1: pretty bad movie is what i heard did that ever did that come out (laughs) yeah i heard it was pretty bad rough rough Um, all right anyways i think we're kind of done here but i hope that that provided a good Sort of uh, historical representation for this month. I think of, it did a very um, good job for our uh, series here. It
0: was a perfect pick. I was very pleased.
1: There aren't a lot of them. Hopefully, we'll get some more soon. <laughs> some yeah. good, yeah. historically referenced um, queer cinema movies. So,
0: mm. on the horizon. All right, that's it for this week. Join us next week. We'll be continuing with the third of four movies in our. Pride Month series with the birdcage, which I Yay. also know nothing about. So <laughs> I'm excited. I love the birdcage. Let's do it. Follow us online at PBMC Podcast on Twitter and Facebook or check out our website, www.thepopcornbrothersmovieclub.com. And yeah, review us on iTunes or Stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts. I think you use Podbean. Have we mentioned that before, right? Do you still use Podbean?
1: Some, yeah. I try to do spotify a lot of stuff Ah, is coming on spotify yeah
0: spotify is climbing in um podcasts for sure yes they have my favorite
1: murder and that's really all that matters
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for listening i'm eli i'm isaac and this was the club